All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Business of Love. I'm your host, Dan Lear, and I'm here with my co-host in business and in life, Jennifer Lear. Hi. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> Just hanging out. Um, <laughs> Just hanging life out. Life is the good. Studio. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Good. I'm doing great. I feel fantastic. It's good. Friday. Yep. Had a great week. Uh, I've got so many great things going on in our company. I've got four yeah. keynotes this month. Excellent. Um, one of them's in Hawaii, and you're going with me. I am? Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> you That's great you, news. Oh, I you, booked it. You made sure that yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> I booked it and arranged that with a client. Yes, uh, I did. Well, no, you booked yourself a seat on that flight. <laughs> <laughs> I did that too. <laughs> yeah. What I'm so excited about, it's... Um, we're getting into the fall here, and it's uh, one of our last 100-plus days here. So we're going down below 100 here soon. Oh, yes, and, yes. Uh, and we're talking about the weather here in Las yeah. Vegas, and so I'm excited about that. So. Yeah, me too. O overall, I'm oh, doing I great. September, October is so beautiful here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome okay. to the Business of Love. If this is your first time watching the podcast, this is about how relationships par parallel with business success. So for instance... As a business owner, entrepreneur, VP of sales, CEO, we're always looking for ways to improve, um, sharpen our skills, to go to classes or courses to improve the way we do things, improve our communication processes, improve our leadership skills. But oftentimes, in our intimate relationships, we don't do the same thing. So this is just really paralleling the, the, the effective strategies for business and saying, hey, why don't we apply those to life as well? and watch your relationship grow. So that's the story. So baby, this one is yes. called Don't Make Assumptions. Yes. Don't make assumptions, and you're, you're really, really good at this. I have worked on this, because I was not good at this, and I still I, I still struggle. I just ha I actively work on this. This is something that I believe is a lifelong you know, journey, yeah. right? Because we are, we are wired to make assumptions on, on things, on happenings, on circumstances. And if you're wondering, okay, well, what does she mean by assumptions? Um, anytime you go, well, what do they mean by that? Why are they being so such a jerk? They sent that text message. Why are why is she being so snotty? Or that email was so insensitive. Or you know why didn't they? Why why did they not have? Um, you know why weren't they warm when they greeted me yesterday? Why what's up with her? You know is she mad at me or is he mad at me? Or you know those are assumptions that we make every single day that hold up hold us back. And we do it in relationships. We do it in business. We do it in interactions, you know, elsewhere, you know, you're at the gas station or you're at a convenience store and somebody's real bitchy or maybe not very nice. And, and we're like, what's up with that dude? You know, why is he <laughs> such a jerk or something? And we don't know because we don't, we don't know what's going on. So, um, we'll talk about action steps a little bit later, but this is something that we do constantly and our, our mind is just wired to do that. Yeah. So uh, let me talk about that just yeah. for a second. So, in NLP, we call that a mind read. Okay. And what that means specifically is, so for instance, if um, someone said, well, you know, why don't you ask Jennifer about that? And I say, well, she's just going to say this. Right. That's a yeah. mind read. Yeah. And that's making an assumption on yeah. what you're going to say. Right. Or if you didn't return my call yeah. or if you didn't text me back and me saying, oh, she didn't even see it. You know, she, she, you know, whatever. Right. Right. It's an assumption. It's a mind read. You know, so those, right. those don't help the relationship. Right, right. And, you know, it, it's it's way easier said than done to prepare your mind and to to take it to a different place so that you're you're constantly 
getting curious and we'll talk about how to do that, you know, um, on a situation rather than getting yourself down. Cause what happens is when you make assumptions, when somebody doesn't call you back or maybe a client doesn't call you back or doesn't return your email, you could sometimes get down on yourself, right? You could, it, it could be a moment when you are questioning anything. They didn't like the proposal. They didn't like the email. They don't sure. want to do business with me anymore. So it just does nothing but get you down right. rather than taking the other side and turning it around to your benefit and, you know, kind of playing a trick on your mind, you know, and allowing yourself to uh, guide you to where it would be a successful moment. Um, I mean, we do this in relationships. I have um, a very dear friend of mine who is been has been married for a long time. And, you know, we make assumptions all the time and we, we mind read often what the partner's going to say. And so when I was talking to my girlfriend about her situation and how she was frustrated with her husband, um, their lives have changed. He's retired. And so now he's home and her life is different. So she had her own life when she was home, taking care of the kids in the house and everything. And he was at work and they lived their separate lives during the day. And now they're together all the time. And that's different because now he's in her space. And, you know, so she's talking about and I didn't realize it, but she said that her, um, she feels um, infringed upon. You know, she feels like she's her space is being invaded because she doesn't get time to just play music and listen and do her work and do laundry and clean or whatever she was doing. But but music was what made her sing. Music was what made her heart sing. Music was what made her happy. And so now her husband's home all the time and he's watching TV. And so she has no music on and she's just been depleted. Wow. And when I asked her, I said, I said, so tell me, why, why don't you just talk to him and tell him what you need, you know? And she said, oh, well, he'll say, well, fine, play music when I'm gone. You know, don't do it, just don't do it when I'm home and play the radio when I'm gone or listen to your whatever you want to listen to when I'm not here. And I said, how do you know he's going to say that? I said, you're, you know, you're mind reading right now. Why, what, what makes you say that he would say this to you? And she's like, I don't know. I think I've heard him say it before in the past. And I said, well, why don't you give it a shot? I said, I think that he would want him to see you happy and want to work towards a solution. So, you know, you've been waiting all this time to say something and it's been years, maybe it's been years since she's been feeling, which I didn't know. And so I thought that was interesting. So this whole time she's mind reading him, right? She's assuming what he's going to say. Right. And, um, she, it's held her back from having the conversation. So, you know, and how many times has it held somebody back in, returning somebody's call or maybe following up with a prospect or, you know, moving towards a client when they haven't called them back, maybe one, two or three times, maybe there's something wrong with them or, you know, their health or their family. Maybe there's, they're so inundated with work that they can't get back to you. Um, you know, always asking one more time to saying, Hey, just, just concerned about you, you know, want to, want to check in on you. It's, it's, it's a way to, to be able to overcome the assumptions that you're having. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting about that scenario is that, you know, I, I don't know, you know, those people, but I do know this about men is that I can just, I guess I can speak for me, mm -hmm. is if you ask me to do that, you know, I want you to be happy mm -hmm. and I want to take care of you. Mm -hmm. So if you said that to me, hey, you know, things have changed a little bit. Yeah. And um, typically when you were gone, I would put the music on and clean the house and do the dishes, whatever, whatever. And so now that you're home, um, you've got the TV on, I'm not able to enjoy that. So yeah. is there any way we could... 
figure this out so I can still get the enjoyment while I do my things. Yeah. I would be like, oh my God, baby, of course. Right. I, I mean, I want to help you. I want, right. I married you because I want to, I, I love you and I want to take care of you. So right. I think I'm bringing that in there is because that's the underlying belief right. that I feel like people need to have. Right. I mean, because if women knew that the men really wanted to take care of them, yeah. they really do, then they wouldn't be afraid to ask. So, I mean, obviously, if your man is not open to growth, I mean, that's a whole nother story. Right. Maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast. But um, most, I, I shouldn't say that because I don't know that, but I believe mm -hmm. that men want to make their women happy. I mm -hmm. believe that they want to be a good man. Mm -hmm. I can only speak for myself, but I don't, you know, anyway. So, yeah, I, I just you. feel like the whole mind read thing and the assumption thing really just takes the wind out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's a great one. Yeah, 100%. Um, the other one we talked about, you already brought it up, was just like in business, right? If you send an email out in business, right? Yeah. And then nobody returns it. Or I send an email to somebody and they don't get it back. I could make an assumption. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, you know, what a jerk or, you know, this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, I guess they don't want my stuff. Instead of just emailing them back, hey, I, I guess you've been really, really busy. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure you receive this because I know how valuable it is for you. So please let me know you got the email and yeah. where you stand. And I, I learned that from several years back from a speaker that yeah. I work with. And she was relentless in trying to get my attention. And I was so impressed. She didn't send an email once. because I And it was in the beginning when I started my business like five years ago. So I was inundated with stuff. And I was overwhelmed constantly. And so I, the is typically speakers who were um, reaching out to me were the last people that I would would return emails to because right. I just they were on the bottom of the list. You know, at the time I was trying to serve my clients mostly, right? right? And they were at the top. And um, so, bless her heart, she sent me an email three times and LinkedIn um, at least two times. And finally, um, the like the the third LinkedIn that she sent me, she said, "I'm going to be in Las Vegas." I will pay you to come and see me <laughs> perform, uh, speak because I think you'll love me. I, you know, and every time she sent me an email, it was always like, I know you're busy and I know that I'm the last person that you want to talk to, but I just want five minutes of your time. You know, I'm just making sure you got my last email. I know you're busy. It probably got buried. You know, I know you're busy. You probably got buried into your to-do list. Um, but it was always, I know you're busy. I know you're busy. Like giving me, giving me an out, right. Giving me a, a way out so that actually I, I did get back to her because it was easy for me to go. I, you're right. I'm so sorry. I've been so busy and swamped because everybody gets busy, especially in today's world. We're so, you know, inundated with with everything, not just email, but social media, and and there's like ten platforms to communicate with people on. So um, sometimes I even forget where I've heard from somebody. Like if they, you know, Facebook Messenger me or LinkedIn Messenger me, I I'm, I see it, but. I think I'm going to get back to that person. Can't remember where I saw it because it's not in my email, which is my number one place. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, there's things of that nature that that kind of get complicated with it too. And, you know, but she was so great. So she taught me with prospecting um, not to be offended ever or with a client when I send a proposal, never to be um, pissy because I've had people pissy with me when I don't respond right away. And I'm like, yo, I, my husband, is, it was, oh, this is when you were going through all of your health challenges too. And so, you know, my husband is, is trying to save his life right now. I'm helping him and I'm trying to keep my business afloat and I'm trying to, you know, keep myself alive at the same time. Right. And I've had people that were just pissy because I didn't get back to them right away. Yeah. And I was blown away by that lack of grace, you know, and making assumptions that I was whatever I was. I always have, you know, I always do my best and I always have everybody else's best interest at heart. 
but I can't get to everyone. And so, you know, having people understand that is, is a grace for me. And so she, anyway, she taught me a lot on that. That's great. And that was a, that was a huge, huge eye opener for me on dealing with, um, clients and then also prospecting. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Always assuming that they are, um, just busy. I know you have it. I know you're busy. I know you meant to get back to me, you know, all those things. That's great. I love that. We talked, and then we talked about a, um, even a, a strange, not a strange situation, but a unique situation where we had a hypothetical situation when you're at the airport, yeah. right? Remember, and, and you might see somebody that you know, yeah, and they see you, mm-hmm. um, but they don't come over and say hi, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so you go through these assumptions, right? Uh, 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 they don't like me, or I guess I'm not getting the gig, right. or. This, Why are that, they stuck up? Where yeah, are they stuck yeah, on themselves? They, they, they can't don't, come over and say hello to me. You they know, don't, they don't like me enough to engage. Yeah. And all those things. Yeah. Now it is an airport, and obviously there's things involved, but those are the kind of things that happen when we make assumptions about people. That's a mind read. Absolutely, and, and you never know. I mean, one of two things could be happening. Number one, they didn't see you. You thought they saw you, but right. they didn't see you. That's right. Or number two, and I've been in this situation before where. Uh, I am exhausted. Like traveling sometimes takes every ounce of energy out of me. And so the last thing that I want to do is go engage in conversation with someone. Right. You know, so I kind of put my hat down and, and keep walking. Yeah, right. And so I have been in those positions before. So you just never know, even though it's, you know, yeah. you just you just never know. Never know. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. It. Not making assumptions. Yeah. So we talked about some things, you know, uh, just you know, being mindful and present. Yeah. And you talked about that earlier, getting back uh, to being curious yeah. and questioning your own thought processes versus making assumptions. Yeah. Because, you know, what if that's not the case? Right. Right. That's the whole thing. We're making an assumption about why my wife didn't call me back or right. why someone didn't send an email or why, you know, what What if that's not the case right. that you're thinking about? And that's where you need right. to be. And why, and, and, you know, what's the best feeling you could give yourself in those situations the best feeling that i can give myself is to think of the positive they probably didn't see me right you know um i'm sure they're tired they love me anyway but i totally understand i would feel the same way um i'm sure my client is just overwhelmed and doesn't have time to get back to me um you know if you think of the positive what's the positive um side of that negative that you could be because we we have a tendency to go to the negative first what's the positive side of that that we can focus on first to give us a better feeling because really what you're after is giving yourself a better feeling not getting down to the truth not getting down to what's really going on but to give yourself a better feeling why because it gives yourself a different attitude the next time you talk to them or engage with them that's exactly right so you know it really is about um it really is about harnessing that for yourself and being responsible and taking um, uh, taking responsibility for your own feelings, not trying to figure somebody else out. So by not trying to figure somebody else out, you won't be making assumptions. You won't be mind reading. You'll just brush it off to say, oh, they must be busy or, oh, they must not have seen me or, oh, they must not have meant it that way mm. or, oh, you know, they only had a second to text. So, you know, it was a curt text rather than a loving text or whatever right, that is. Right. Right. So not making assumptions, mindering and anything else. And so the best way to do that is to, and if you're in the habit of going to the negative, is, um, is to stop and be curious. So let's talk about action steps. Okay. Um, so rather than making assumptions... <clears throat> Get curious, you know, if you can train yourself to go, hmm, you know, I wonder what, I wonder why I haven't heard back from them. I wonder what, you know, be, could be causing this delay in conversation or delay in communication or for them not to come over and, and, um, and communicate. And, you know, one way to do that, to say, well, how do I do that when I immediately jump to the negative is 
to stop and take a breath and go, okay, I can look at this two ways, right? Yep. Positive or negative. What's yep. going to, what's going to be better for me and more beneficial for me? <clears throat> that's exactly right. And I think that's great. Um, you know, those of you who, who are joining late or don't know, Jennifer runs a, a speakers bureau. So she books speakers, business speakers, motivational speakers, celebrity mm-hmm. speakers all over the country. Uh, and I'm actually a keynote speaker and a consultant. So we have similar businesses. She, I don't work for her. She doesn't work for me. Uh, she does book me, but she's booking speakers all over the world. Uh, and I work with other bureaus. So we're in the same business, but not really. Yeah. And so just talking to people consistently about, you know, for me, people who inquire that want to book me, but then you, you know, you're, they don't get back right away. You can make yeah. assumptions and all those kind of things. So, sure. um, yeah, I think taking that breath and being and, and, and pausing because here's what I, you know, this is what I teach in my courses that starts with your mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Half the things we believe aren't true anyway, right? Right. Half the things that we think about, half the right. things we worry about are never going to happen. Half the things we believe are not true. So if you're going to believe something, why not make it positive? Yeah. Because that way it makes you feel better. It makes you more resourceful and it makes you a better person for what's next in your day. So that's the action step for me is like set yourself up to win. Yeah. Why do you want to piss yourself off and put yourself in a bad mood or take away your resources when right. you don't really know what happened? Yeah. Right? I, mean, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And half of what we believe is not true. I love that. Mm-hmm. Crazy out there. I know. <laughs> um, the other thing, the other action step, baby, is to question your thought process. Mm. And what that means specifically is, you know, asking yourself what other things could be possible here, mm-hmm. right? What other things could be possible? Right. And the other question I think is a valuable question as he has he or she ever done anything intentionally to hurt or harm me before? Mm, I right? love that, yes. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the question you want to ask. Do, has this person ever done anything intentionally to hurt or harm me? Mm-hmm. And the answer is most likely no. So let it go. Think about it on the positive side, like what could be happening on a positive side so you feel better in your heart because you don't know the answer anyway. So you might as well fool yourself into thinking it's good Agreed. versus fooling yourself and thinking it's bad. Right. Because we don't know. Right. Right. So I think, you know, the mind game um, is such a big part of life, it's such a big part of business and relationships, but they're yeah. so so similar. Yeah. And I'll, I'll ask you a question on that because some people would say, well, isn't that being a little delusional? You know, if you're constantly thinking on the positive, no matter what happened, isn't that a little bit delusional? But I have this to say, is that if that's going to make me a happier, more balanced person, I don't care if it's delusional or not. Well, great. To answer your question is, it's no more delusional than the person always thinking it's negative. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? I mean, the person that's always thinking it's negative, that's delusional as well. Absolutely. It's just... Um, negativity, 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 right. negativity. And the person who's positive and optimistic, right. oh, well, he or she's delusional. Right. No, they're optimistic. You are a pessimist. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> what you believe is true for you. Well, it puts you, like you said, it puts you in that state, yeah. uh, that state of mind. You know, why would I want to believe something? I don't know that it's true that it's going to make me feel like crap. Yeah. And I think that's the ticket. Yeah. You know, it's like dealing with the facts. Dealing, we don't know the facts. All we know is what we think. And there's uh, so much going on. And, and maybe some other time we can talk about NLPs and models of the world and all that stuff, but um, that's a little deeper than that. But so, anyway, baby, that that that's a great podcast, and I and I do want to talk about. I think the the underlying belief there is the one I talked about earlier. It's like to have a successful relationship, and to really talk about not making assumptions. You have to have the underlying belief that your partner loves you, cares about you, and wants the best for you. Right. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I know you never. I know you always want to help me. 
Mm-hmm. So that if something's not done right or something didn't get done, mm-hmm. it sure wasn't intentional. Right. 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 So that's, you know, I've gotten a lot better at that over the years and, and you've helped me with that. So, um, and then of course, you know, you've got to address, uh, address the situation with yourself and just yeah. say, Hey, you know, this is not working for me, you know, and this is, this is, we're talking about this little thing right now, yeah. but it's a big thing. It is a big thing. It's a big thing. It People make assumptions thing. about their friends, their loved ones, and especially their Everything. partners who they know so well. Yeah. I and mean, that's what I was telling you about my girlfriend, you know, that's married with the husband that's retired. It, it's not a little thing. It's a big thing because she's frustrated and you just don't know where that's going to bubble up somewhere else. And so you want to take care of those little frustrations, but where you said address the situation, yes, with yourself, but also with somebody else. So if it's in a situation with your partner, then you have to address the situation. And the way to do that is with one of my favorite preframes, which is the become the, the because frame and it's it's linking to you you wanting the best for for you your relationship um our existence together you know because i want to like my girlfriend because i want to feel great every day and and be happy about taking care of the house and taking care of you i need to listen to my music or at least have a few hours a day so is there a way that we can find some time where i can listen to the radio and then you can watch tv but we can have a schedule so Mm -hmm. that i we both get the best of both worlds and so you know the because frame is so powerful yeah and that was good and 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 i think there's even a better way to do that so like well not necessarily better just different you know um because like for instance if i were addressing you i could say you know jennifer because i know you always want the best for me and you always want me to be happy. Um, I want to share with you about um, what's going on uh, with our life since you've since you've been retired and been back home. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a you know, it's the it's the assumption you know because I know you want me to be happy mm-hmm. because I know you want the best for me because I know you want to take care of me. Right. I mean that. Uh, for you ladies watching and your, if your men aren't, take that one, stick it in your tool belt, and use that. Until he starts doing it, because that's powerful. Because mm. I know you want the best for me, because I know you love me, because I know that I'm your angel, whatever it is, it's it's a powerful. Yeah, you're pen, good at that stuff. I'm not as good as you are. <laughs> I have a lot of practice. I know you do. I have a lot of practice. So, um, for the novice, I did a pretty good job. Yeah, you, well, you've been with me for ten years, so you're getting you're getting <laughs> I'm pretty still good. a novice. Yes, you are. <laughs> I, don't, I don't practice every. You studied it, and you do it every single day. Yeah. Well, we're talking about specifically NLP skills. Mm-hmm. So years and years ago, 19, I think, oh, geez, 94, I think, or 95, I got certified in NLP in Kona by a guy named Tad James, who's a leader in the industry. So it literally changed my life, uh, changed my income, changed the way I spoke, everything. And so over the last 10 years, I've been just dripping on Jennifer for NLP skills, and, mm-hmm. and uh, she loves it. Oh, and, I do love and it. And she's... Uh, She's seen some incredible things that have happened to her Mm -hmm. uh, as far as her influence skills and her ability to to understand people. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's another subject we can talk about. So anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we leave, just want to talk to you again about the uh, Vegas weekend getaway. If you're looking for a place to level up your relationship, you want to learn, grow, be around successful people, spend a weekend with Jennifer and I, go to our website, businessoflove.vegas. That's businessoflove.vegas. And check out our Vegas weekend getaway. It's limited. It's very exclusive. We only have a small number of couples there. So there's interaction. Uh, We go through the game plans, talk about love languages, talk about consistency, talk about setting up your life for success and communication processes. It's absolutely incredible. So if that sounds like something you'd like to do, we'd love to see you. So baby, 
great job today. <laughs> Thank you, you too. No, really, you did great. Um, you're just so awesome. Thank you for coming in and spending this time with me today. You're welcome. And uh, sharing it with the listeners. So. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. This is Dan Lear on the Business of Love. And Jennifer, we are out of here. See you next week. See ya. <laughs>